Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode is brought to you by ID Shield, the most comprehensive identity theft protection and reputation management solution available. ID Shield provides credit monitoring and alerts, digital privacy management, and guaranteed restoration services. I use it myself, and you can get it too. Visit getoutandtry.wearelegalshield.com. That's getoutandtry.wearelegalshield.com. Recently, I had the opportunity to visit Big Rock Creek in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. This is a beautiful place, rich with history, and for the majority of its existence, it has been a very private and exclusive place. Now, we're about to see that change in a big way with the upcoming holiday event happening at Big Rock Creek called Miracle at Big Rock Creek. Before we get into Miracle, it's important that we take a moment to honor and appreciate the history of this property. And I was able to sit down with Brad, one of the new owners of Big Rock Creek, and he's like a walking library for the land. He's a storyteller, he's got a lot of character, and he wears his heart on his sleeve. So for this first part, Brad shares some really interesting history about the land, how his family ended up buying the property, And more than anything, why he's so passionate about sharing what family means to him and how Miracle at Big Rock Creek is going to help spread that throughout the community. Check it out. If you were to be on vacation and someone said, what do you do? And you said, I own Big Rock Creek. How would you describe it to them? I would describe it as when I come onto the property, when we first came here, it's it's kind of a, a, a... it's kind of a, a, a tale of what took place for us. You know, life is an adventure. And what took place was we were, happened to be in northern Minnesota on a family vacation, a fishing trip. Uh, I have four adult children uh, and 12 grandchildren, soon to be 12 grandchildren. And my son's fiance got a phone call from her mother who happens to be from this area and she said you'll never believe it and she said big rock creek is up for sale they, they just put it up for sale and she talked about it and i and i i questioned her what you know what was big rock creek and turns out that her family being from here as they were growing up as children they used to come over and they used to uh, do some cooking and cleaning and stuff for the family uh, that had the estate. We were driving back home and I said, you know what, it's Sunday afternoon, let's just for the heck of it drive in there and, and see what this place is all about. So my wife and I turned down the road and started coming in and you could feel the old world charm uh, that was here and uh, you still feel it when you drive in the driveway and you feel like you've stepped back in time. Uh, And that is extremely, extremely important to me and to us that we don't lose that charm. We don't don't lose that, that feeling that you get when you come here. Though we have internet in, in, the, in, some, in, in some of the buildings and stuff that's here, it's all original. We purchased the property from the Kleins. The Kleins, through marriage, Mrs. Klein, it was a Sims. Okay. All right. And then over the course of time, Kleins, can, 
she had a, 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 a great love of the property. This actually was her house that we're sitting in. Okay. Uh, they gave, the, she was going to move and for a wedding gift and kind of a bribe to hope that she would stay here, they built this cabin, they call it the family cabin, and they built the cabin and gave it to her as a wedding gift and it worked, she stayed. Wow. So, uh, and they're, they're the upper crust of, of, of Minnesota in the area. Uh, they still uh, have a home uh, on Summit Avenue in St. Paul. There are two descendants that are left. And basically one is, uh, and, and they're both 80 plus years old. Uh, those two descendants are, uh, one of them is a, 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 a Piper, as in Piper Jaffrey. Oh. Uh, and the other one is uh, a, a federal judge and uh, lives in, I don't know, they have, he has a home in, in, in St. Paul. And he was actually in charge of uh, the selling of the property. The property was a fluke to, that, to, that it ever went up for sale and was ever to, because it was their legacy piece uh, that they would never get rid of the property. So uh, at one time, Big Rock Creek was 1,700 plus acres of property that it controlled. And it was a very exclusive private estate. Uh, they were railroad tycoons uh, the two brothers, the Sims brothers, and they were good friends with James J. Hill. Uh, and most people from Minnesota know who J.J. Hill is. He spent a lot of time out here. And this was their getaway. Uh, this was considered up north back then. They'd mm -hmm. take the train up and the stagecoach out, and this is where they, they summered. This was their summering grounds and they brought their kids and stuff up here and, and they played and, and it was strictly utilized strictly for the family, original, uh, from the Sims Brothers going and, and starting the, the Minnesota Museum, which is now known as the Minnesota Science Museum. They went on safari and were commissioned by J.J. Hill to go and shoot two of everything, two lions, two tigers, two everything, and bring it back to start the museum. What they didn't use in the museum was given back to them as gifts. And they're all, you know, those original mounts, that's one of them, is still, they're all still over in, in the uh, clubhouse. Wow. That's very unique. You would have to go a long way, certainly nothing that I know of anywhere within the, this area to find something like this. I've met people that are 70, 80 years old that have lived their, here their whole lives and have never been on the property. They've never been back here. That It was that well patrolled and that well kept. There was, there was nobody allowed here. So would you say that the Sims is the beginning of the history of Big Rock Creek or yes. was it something before they that? came here and originated the, the farm, the property, and they built a trout hatchery. Back in those times, we didn't have the Pacific Northwest and they, uh, the, the delicacy of, of that era 
was smoked trout. And they created this hatchery and this system, this waterway system, which runs for miles, all originates on this property. All the water rights originate on Big Rock Creek. And they filter, spring-fed all the way through the entire property. And they brought a young man here from Germany who basically spent his whole life creating this hatchery here. The infrastructure that's here is absolutely amazing because it was all done by hand and bucket and shovel. And, and for example, this lake that's sitting in front of us is that hillside. They bucketed out this lake and piled it on that hillside. And that's what, that's what created this, this, this holding lake. And they sent trout from here that went all over the country. Most of the western states, uh, the Colorado River and all the rivers and streams out there, they have trout in them that the, the genes, gene pool that's there came from Big Rock Creek. Wow and were transplanted in there. It's so rich in history. One of the past owners was in charge of the historical society here in St. Croix Falls. Um, his name was Blair. And they made sure that that uh, was maintained at all times. Uh, they, you know, the, the, from, the, from the holding ponds to why things were built the way that they were built, uh, the pipes that are up two miles up on the on the stream, uh, those pipes are still there and still working, and they're oak pipes. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah, That's... they're made out of oak. How do you it's maintain those? Huh? How do you maintain those? Is there any maintenance with those? No, they're no. just solid. Yeah. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. So going back to the Sims family. Where did it, what, what family took it on after the Sims family? It's, the, the, the people that we bought it from are direct descendants of the Sims. Wow. This was of, of the Sims brothers. This was never to be, to be uh, uh, busted up. Uh, and they've done, they did a multitude of things. They had a very exclusive uh, uh, gun club here. Uh, they, they ran... Uh, sheep here at one time, uh, all you know through through the course of time to 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 maintain because it costs a lot of money to be uh, able to maintain a property like this. Right. So how many years are we talking that the as the property? Well, they started here in 1870 something or other. Yeah. Okay. It was in the 1870s that they started. Got it. And uh, uh, they, what they did is they took the creek, the original creek bed, and they split it in two and they used Mother Nature as its filtration system, which is the way it is still to this day. Wow. As you travel along here, you'll see the, the remnants of these guys being railroad tycoons. Everything here is built under the basis of a railroad bed. Of course, our roads are too, right? Right. right. So all your highways and and, and roads that are out there, how are they all built? They're, they're, they're built on a railroad bed. Mm -hmm. Only cars travel on them instead of the rails. Right. But that's pretty much the way that it was, was created here. By splitting the creek with a railroad dike uh, in between the two, they, they, they took all of the runoff 
and they moved it because this is a big valley and they moved it to the south and they the runoff goes in there so when it rains the runoff goes into the series of holding ponds up there and then they allow mother earth to let it just feed and filter back into the main creek it's really cool I know there's hours worth of history that we could talk about, but I was also interested in learning what makes someone decide to say yes to such a big undertaking like Big Rock Creek. In this next part, we learn a little bit more about that. I had asked Brad what it was that won him over when he originally saw the property, and here's what he said. It was the barn, and the reason that it was the barn is that barn was a, an, an amazing structure. Uh, for being how old as it was, but yet being so straight. Most barns like that are old swayback barns. Uh, we spent a year just working on refurbishing and repurposing that barn. I mean, from jackhammering out the old feed pits that were in there to taking out thousands of pounds of manure. It was a labor of love. We took every single board piece by piece, the old square nailed boards, and we they were tongue, their tongue and groove, and we pried them all up, and the whole family got together, and we carried them all right out the door and ran them through planers. We put 450 gallons of natural oil on the wood inside there just to stabilize the wood. That barn was a old trussle bridge. And this comes from lumber people that, I, that have been out here uh, that know a lot about lumber. There has been seven growth cycles in America uh, that we know of for, for lumber. The material in that barn comes from the very first growth cycle in America for lumber. So at the time that it was taken down, which was in the 18, late 1800s, at that time that it was taken down, it was over 150 years old. Wow. So that puts the material on that barn 250 plus years old. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. All the government stampings, and this is on my bucket list, uh, all the government stampings are still on the the timbers that are in there. And that, of course, they were backed by the federal government then. And I want to take those to the Smithsonian and have it tell me where that bridge exactly is at or was at so I can go there and take a photograph. That's incredible. Yeah. So it was the barn that won you over? Yeah, initially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you always envision sharing it with the public? I think that something like this needs to be shared with the public, and I'll tell you why. You know, we there is a tremendous amount of thought that goes into something like this, and the decay that's taken place in America, in our opinion, not necessarily everybody's opinion, but in our opinion, is due to the decay of family. When you have children and you take those children and you grab them by the hand and you go for a walk 
or you go to the playground, or you just walk in the woods, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. That's all they want. They have no perception whatsoever if that's $1, a $1 bill or a $5,000 bill. They have no idea. It's up to us as the adults in the room to be able to show them the differences, to be able to show them the work ethic. Go sit into a restaurant and watch a bunch of teenagers. There's four of them at a table. They're all on their phones. They don't even acknowledge the other person that's sitting with them. And guess who they're talking to? They're talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. On their phone. Yep. And I'm not just talking about children. Yeah, there's plenty of adults. <laughs> they walk around with these phones and they, they can't function without their phone. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I said, it's time to move on. It's time to get off of this train. So how, when, you're, when your kids were growing up, if you recognized that, what... Took it away. You took it away. Period. You're not having it. Yeah. You know You're, what we did for fun? What? We took the kids and we went over to a lot that we had and we grabbed a saw and shovels and we cleared the lot. That was our Sunday afternoons. Because wow. you're talking to somebody that doesn't have a high school diploma, doesn't have a college education, but knows what it is to work hard knows what it is to get done and look back and say, I did that. You're fascinating. Oh, uh, you're, well, you're fascinating. I and, tell and my wife that every day. <laughs> well, I, I just look around at how vast this property is. Yeah. And the average person would never even let the thought come in their mind. About and why buying. not? That's a very good question. Do you have the answer? <laughs> yeah, I, I do it. Well, I know you're you're, why, you're the but, exception, but, but though. Why? But but why? I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I guess what what did you do before Big Rock Creek? What was self-employed? Just you jumped in. And I you you got to do what you got to do. I yeah. mean, you're you're talking to a person that uh, I sold silk flowers for a living. Now, people would lo that know me would be like, "Come on." <laughs> You sold silk flowers early. Oh, yeah. I got news for you. Every single one of my children can take a, 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 a silk, take silk flowers and turn them into the most beautiful silk flower baskets you ever saw. Yeah. Hanging baskets. Yep. Now, do what you want. Say what you want. Laugh all you want. But there was $250,000 worth a, a summer that was made off of silk flowers. Right. You load them up in a truck and you hang out a line and you put them on the line and you sell them. 40 bucks a piece. Go try to buy a silk flower basket right now for 40 bucks. Right. Can't. The only place you know how to get it is on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Free delivery. <laughs> you see my point? I do. My point is, is all of those things that I'm talking about is exactly what this is all about. This is about coming and bringing your children and having some hot apple cider, having some, some s'mores over an open fire and uh, having some hot chocolate and, and, and just enjoying what's here. Mm -hmm. Take it all in. 
I have passion for every single thing that we do. I have passion for 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 driving the bobcat, for for putting up fencing, for using a shovel to physical labor to go on and foot putting food plots in for the deer and and trying to get people to realize what stuff like this is you know we reason that the miracle came about was because my daughter and my wife put together a couple of craft fairs that were out here all right nothing big sure they had 500 a thousand people show up at the craft fair craziest thing is this you've been to a craft fair before yes right mm -hmm. pretty amazing that you have a craft fair and here is mom, the three kids, the husband, the mom's dad, and they're here for eight hours. Now, why is that? Well, they're here for eight hours because they've never felt what they were feeling. They sat on a picnic bench and I sat and watched them all day long. And they had the most rip roaring time you ever saw in your life. And there was nothing here. They sat by a fire. Oh my God, a fire? <laughs> yeah, they sat by a fire. And they had the most wonderful time that you could ever possibly imagine. And that is what we are trying to hang on to. That's what we're trying to keep. That's what this is all about. Yeah. That's what this is all about. I'm not here just to extract money out of you in this this business plan we are here to to build a customer base here to bring families together to of, of, of all walks of life all walks of life we want everybody to come and we want everybody to to, to see that's what we are. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So come and enjoy. Have a blast. Yeah. Have good old-fashioned family fun. That's why those names were chosen. The miracle at Big Rock. We want you to feel the miracle when you come onto the property. It's magical. It's mystical. It's, it's I want to know more. Yeah. I, that's amazing. I want to know more. It's really neat to see your path you know coming from no high, you're not a high school graduate you're not a college graduate and clearly uh, you know whatever the definition of success is uh, you know by my definition I would say you're a wildly successful entrepreneur uh, and not only that but you're giving back to the community in a way that offers an old-time value of connection which is what people ultimately I, I feel they're craving right now is community connection whether it's family or someone that becomes a, a family member through just absolutely absolutely and to me that the biggest compliment that anybody could ever pay me or you is as a parent somebody saying to you you've got some really good kids that's the biggest compliment that anybody could ever pay, and that's all I need. Yep. That's I all I need. 
speaking of kids, stay tuned for next week for part two with Josh, who is Brad's son. This truly is a family business, and you're going to get a better understanding of all that pride that Brad has in his family and his kids. Josh and I are going to talk about all the details that have gone into Miracle at Big Rock Creek. I'm also really excited to announce that I'll be teaming up with Big Rock Creek over the coming weeks to help showcase a behind-the-scenes look as the team prepares for their opening day. I'll be bringing you a series of videos to give you a sneak peek of what you can expect when you visit. Find those videos on the social accounts for Get Out and Try, as well as on the blog section of GetOutAndTry.com. Miracle at Big Rock Creek runs from November 26th to January 2nd. You don't want to miss it. Skip the lines and buy your tickets in advance at miracleatbigrock.com. That's miracleatbigrock.com. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the Valley. Go, get out and try.